Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, a show designed to help current and future Rotarians find purpose through service. Our show's promise is a dedication to sharing stories, experiences, and opportunities for those searching for service, and how Rotary has been the organization to bring it together. The goal of the show is to grow the Rotary family by connecting through service projects. I'm Kelly Kirk, and with me is Joseph Kirk. We're going to do a deep dive into the heart of Rotary service above self. So. Can you believe it? We're at the end of the year. It's our last episode of 2022. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Going back and doing the prep for this show, I was like, I can't believe we've done, I think it's eight episodes. Is it eight or nine episodes? Three, six, Um, seven, eight. Eight episodes. So this is nine. That's yep. that's incredible. It feels like yesterday we were sitting across the table from each other and we were like, what are we what doing? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? So um, we have a fun episode for you guys. We're really going to take some time for this final episode of 2022 to do some reflecting. It's good to do on, reflecting at the end of the year. Yes, it is. Um, it is something that both of us do passionately in both of our businesses and personally. And with this podcast, why would it be any different? That's right. <laughs> so we we would love to provide for you guys um, some clips. Yeah, we're going to just go through each one of the, yep. the episodes that we have recorded. And uh, we just pulled one of our favorite little tidbit moments from – from each of them, and we'll just reflect on what we've learned on the on the episode and uh, about the person that we were interviewing. So, uh, our first one's going to be Tim McCrone. He was our first official guest because the first episode was just introducing us, and we thought that that would be really boring is to comment on us. Though we know <laughs> you guys love us, and we're super yeah. cool people. <laughs> That's why you get us today. Um, and the clip is really about. His advice about those that are looking for service. So let's just listen into the clip. I'd like to just end with this question. Advice for someone looking for a service organization. Rotary has been a remarkable vehicle by which to meet my needs for service. And my need for service is such that my... Um, any troubles I have are put into this perspective when I am serving others that my own troubles just fade into the background and I realize how fortunate and lucky I have been in my life and blessed and the opportunity to serve and help others um, satisfies a great need within me and I, I hope that people are also moved that way. Oh, man. He's just so good. good. (laughs) We want you back, Tim. We know you're going to listen to this, and so we will have you back eventually. But there is, in my humble opinion, nothing more true about that statement itself. And I I think back to all of the projects that we've done so far, this one included, because it does take us taking, like, really putting everything else above ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And so um, there is no truer statement than what Tim <laughs> Well, and what I, what I love, said. and for those that didn't listen to the episode itself and you're just picking it up right now, is uh, 
Tim was talking about polio. Um, you know, he shared some great stories why Rotary has, you know, really jumped on the polio initiative and it's really been the thing that they've hung their hat on for a long time. But the one thing that always strikes me and you'll you might hear it actually again in one of the other clips, but we've we've talked about it a lot, is how Rotary is a vehicle. It isn't necessarily the the destination. It's the thing that kind of gets us there. Mm-hmm. Um really <clears throat> Really powerful stuff and like that it becomes a mechanism for service and um, connecting other people and projects together. So, Tim, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, we appreciate it. Yeah, I loved it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's about all I want to say about that. <laughs> yeah, we have, a, we have a couple more clips, too, that we want to get through before we wrap up this first segment. So let's take a listen to our next – um, clip, which it was from October 30th with Joe Stallman. I do want to dive into how you found Rotary. Well, um, I kind of grew up in Rotary. Uh, so because I, um, in the town that I grew up in, um, my father was a Rotarian. And okay. so when I moved back home after being gone for 14 years, um, I realized that I, you know, I was really only here as a child. I, I left when I was 21, so all my adult years were spent in Texas. And so I didn't have those adult connections. And so I got into Rotary because I wanted to network, and I wanted to meet the business leaders in my community, and I had some familiarity with it because my dad was in it. And so I actually knew some of the members in my club just as a result of you know, hearing the names around the dinner table. That's really neat. And uh, so it was, a, it was an easy thing for me. Um, but I will say this, I, I went in to network, but I fell in love with the service. Mm. I, I have now been here 10 years and I have plenty of connections. You can never have enough, but uh, I no longer look at it as a networking thing. It is my outlet for service. And that's why I stuck around for the last 10 years. Yeah. I, (laughs) it was so, it was so funny when I was searching for the, um, for the clip for this one and I just happened upon this section and I was like oh my gosh like because it strikes to our audience of both Rotarians and non-Rotarians and you know he was really seeking a networking opportunity and you know there's other networking groups out there and we've Mm -hmm. been part of them and you know continue to be part of them and what the same thing happened to me is the the networking piece just kind of eroded away to me and yeah. it was all about the service and then what's ironic is is when that happens you know when you serve others they want to serve you so it's totally it's a fascinating um connection between service and um you know in in networking it's so. so interesting and you know earlier today i'm just going to add this little tidbit before we move on to this last clip um I ran into another Rotarian who ironically does a podcast recording here at the studio, AM 950. And I just think it's so funny that... We're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we're everywhere. And, I, you know, he he owns District um, of Edina. District Edina? District, District yeah, Edina. And incredible guy. And, uh, you know, I'm complimenting Greg, him. Gregory. Greg, we say hi complimenting him on his space and going, this is incredible. And he's like, oh, hold on a second. You're on Mm -hmm. Searching for Service Rotary podcast, and I do. And so it was just incredible to make that connection point. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
you know, just to tie that all in, it's you end up finding these people through the networking, but then there's also the serving component too. That's right. And it's just incredible. And it was awesome having him on. So Mm -hmm. we have one last clip on this this, uh, segment. It was uh, November 7th. We had Gayla Holmgren. And uh, she talked about the benefits of long-term projects for membership in Rotary, and I found it fascinating. So we had to we had to include it. Do you feel like that the longer-term projects are helping with membership and you know keeping people interested in in say maybe they maybe they got involved in Rotary to support a signature project, and because the project lasted you know a couple years or or, or is mm-hmm. is the focus that they end up tending towards Rotary because of that? Absolutely. Uh, Mm. We have seen our membership go up significantly, and that is not a trend across the nation or in the state. And largely it's because of our signature projects. Take our um, renovation of Lake George, fishing piers and and the shorelines and so forth and pavement, um, and then the concert series. it's a very visible thing we're doing for the community, and people see it and they want to be involved. Um, definitely, it, in, it has increased our membership and increased people wanting to be involved. Plus, partnering partnering with other agencies when we seek donations to renovate Lake George or seek donations for that cop house, uh, it gets them involved first of all financially, yeah. but then secondly, they they want to be part of the organization because they see the difference it's making. So absolutely, it makes a difference in uh, getting the community involved. You know, that speaks to the power of these longer-term um, projects where it keeps people involved. And really, just becoming a member of Rotary just makes all the sense in the world at that point. And, you know, really tied in, too, with her um, organization with our Preschool, Preschool for Success. For success. Yep. Like, it really tied into, like, that's a long-term project for her and, mm-hmm. and for anybody that's going to be involved. Um, listen to the episode if you haven't, if you want to know more about it. It's really great. They're um, going places. They are going places. <laughs> Speaking of going places, we're going to go to break here. But uh, when we come back, we're going to share a few more of our favorite clips. As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. Excited to see you on the next side. We'll see you on the next side. See you on the flip. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm with her with Joseph Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) And as a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platform, and we love... Five gold stars, five gold reviews, five star gold reviews. All of them. So if you are tuning in for the first time, we are doing a reflection of um, Searching for Service uh, for 2022. And um, our last section, we reviewed over our first three guests, and we're going to roll into our next three guests. So who do we have for this next one? Well, the next one is 
um, on November 14th, we had Tom Gump on, and he shared a story about a youth exchange student mm-hmm. named Paco that was extremely touching. So here we go. Tom, talk to us a little bit about your kind of ascension through Rotary and how – what brought you to it and then you know what were the steps that you took? So starting with – I'm going to guess that you're going to start with becoming the president of your local – um, your your local club. Sure. Well, I think what really gets what really got me started is the motivation. The motivation I had was when I realized Rotary is more than just a club; it's a family. I mean, to give one example, um, we like to host youth exchange students. So we've had seven long term exchange students from all over the world. And when people join Rotary, they don't join because. It's a club. They join because they want to do something. They want to do that service. So for us, when we started, it was all about youth exchange. And to give you one example, and I don't usually tell this story, but it's, it's hitting me, hitting my heart right now. Um, we had a boy named Paco who was 16 years of age who came to live with us. Um, he was from Valencia, and you could have called him Happy Paco because he's always smiling. Always, <laughs> He worked hard in school, helped around the house, and he was actually on the National League in Spain for his age in soccer. So he was the star of the soccer program. Well, uh, two weeks after he came to live with us, I came down to the sunroom and he was just sobbing uncontrollably. And I was trying to ask him, what's wrong, Paco? And he couldn't tell me. Um, so I called his mom and uh, she told me that his father had just died. So I said, well, no problem. We'll, we'll, we'll get on a plane with Paco and we'll take him home to Valencia, Spain. She goes, no, he's to stay with you for a whole year because we usually in Rotary do three months with three different families and they stay for the school year. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, okay, can we fly you and Paco's younger brother Danny and yet younger sister Sarah to um, our home? And they did. And when she got here, she – told Paco and Catherine and I that his father had died via suicide. Um, and what we're told by psychologists is this is the most, you know, worst form of abandonment there is. If you were given up as a child, you can see how it could possibly be for the child's best interest. But when this happens, and when you're a teenager and you're egocentric and see the world in terms of yourself, you might blame yourself for leaving home and then your father committing suicide. So... Because they were Catholic, they couldn't have a service um, in Spain. So we had a service here, and we had over 250 people come from all over the district to support Paco and his family and our family. Throughout the whole year, our club, you know, Doug McElrath brought his dog over, and, you know, people would take Mm. Paco to concerts and things. And there's a wonderful man, John Crudelli, whose father had died via the same way, and he was able to talk to Paco like we weren't. Um, you know, because Paco thought that he would see his father outside the window. Well, that turns out that's a natural thing, but I didn't know that. So that's when I realized Rotary is more than just a club. It's a family. So that's when I got the motivation. And that motivation, you know, led me to do jobs. And when I did a good job at those jobs, then I was asked to do other jobs. But it's really getting that point of motivation that makes you realize you want to do it. Oh, that story. story. (laughs) And it speaks, it it truly speaks to like, I, it's one of my favorite stories that we've encountered just because 
it truly speaks to what Rotary is at the end of the day, and it's a family. Mm-hmm. And anybody who's part of it can speak to that immediately. And, you know, yeah, sometimes we're the, you know, the siblings that argue or whatever. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we are all one big family and we support each other. And I just – I love listening to how much the club rallied around – that that's the word that's sticking out to me too is you just had this a rally cry from many individuals who um heard the story of Paco and his father and um and everyone loves Tom Gump too so <laughs> everyone loves Tom Gump I just love but- the moment of vulnerability too from Tom <laughs> mm-hmm. because he I don't know if he tells that story very often and right. you know so I thought that that was a really cool um, piece of vulnerability to share with us, and it just speaks to the power of the show. So, we appreciated having you on, Tom, and thank, thank you, you for that vulnerability and sharing that story. So, all right, well, tough one to follow. I know. <laughs> I know. So, we we're gonna do one more clip yes. for this section, um, and this uh, this clip comes from our November twenty first um, episode with Peg. And Peg is going to be talking about her specific favorite service project. Do you have a um, uh, specific project that was your favorite so far? Uh, that? Or, or just point. any service project that you've done thus far? What's, what's the one that kind of sticks out that you were like, ooh? Really? You know, there's one that sticks out. It was over in Prior Lake. Um, our, well, there's a couple of them. Um, that one, I'm just going to briefly say then, I is, was for a halfway house for um, traffic boys and girls. Mm. And we were just doing outside cleaning, but it was the idea of what we were doing it for. Um, mm. The other one, and I just went blank, that I really, really love is, oh, there's an organization here in the Twin Cities um, that's called... Uh, Sleep in Heavenly Peace, and okay. it's an organization which builds beds for children who do not have beds. And I guess mm-hmm. it, is, it is a law that if children don't have a bed, like if, they're, if somebody's fostering them in a family or whatever, there's no bed for them, they can't stay there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Sleep in Heavenly Peace builds these beds, and people go, you know, we all come in at in a certain bed build, and you do... Um, whatever they ask you to. My specialty, it seems to be, is sanding. Well, you grinded real hard in the food industry for 50 years. So yeah, no so. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I learned really well. So my yeah. husband also comes, and he's not a Rotarian, but he follows me everywhere I go, I think. <laughs> I love that one. I, love that. I took to Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but oh. it, it was great because, you know, <clears throat> Peg had such a difficult topic. It was, you know, during during our foundation month and we had her talk about the foundation and how how that all works. And I mean, I've sat through it five different times and I still don't fully understand it. And so like for her to have to do it on a, on on a, a show, podcast on a show yeah. and just be like – she did such an amazing job and, yes. you know, thank you so much for stepping up and, uh, you know, jumping on that grenade <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> it was. And it definitely was. It was, like you said, it was a very challenging topic and Peg did her absolute best 
Um, but I think that it was, you know, obviously important to highlight because service projects is what, I mean, really what makes Rotary go round. Well, so. Really quick, one of the other things that I loved about Peg and even Gala and a lot of these other female people that we've had on t- mm-hmm. the, the show is they were there at the beginning. Yeah. Like when women were just – allowed mm-hmm. into Rotary. So to hear that perspective of um, some of the things that they kind of had to encounter, uh, mm-hmm. just, you know, just being, uh, just fighting for the acceptance and then, you know, how it's changed over time. I mean, you, you say that today and it just seems silly, right? Like, really? Like, wow. Um, so it, one, it speaks to how far Rotary's come in the last, you know, 30 years and, and, but I think that this shows a representation of how much further it can go. Um, yeah. So I really appreciate that. And, you know, I think as we keep moving forward, we've got a few more segments or a few mm-hmm. more sections of episodes coming up. Um, but I'm really excited for the last segment of the show where we get to kind of reflect on the year mm-hmm. personally and kind of what we've learned. So just kind of teasing that up a little bit. and uh, Our aspirations our, going into 2023. Our aspirations for going into 2023. That's going to be exciting. But <laughs> we've got three more really great clips coming up in the next yep. segment. So let's just uh, send it off to that. As a reminder, you're listening to Searching for Service, brought to you by District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. And we'll see you on the flip side. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. Welcome back. Welcome back. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platform and... We do like five-star reviews. (laughs) Gold stars. Gold stars. Five gold stars. Okay, so we are um, we're rolling into our last two sections here, and we've got two more clips mm-hmm. for our for section three, and um, we're going to dive into them. So our first one that we're going to cover is our episode from December fourth with Sue Perriott, and she was with the Alzheimer's Foundation. Let's go ahead and take a listen. Well, it's got to be a little different. Having service be your job versus like your passion and your kind of side project that you work on or or a hobby because that's kind of how I view Rotary is it's it's like my 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 hobby that I just love to to work mm-hmm. on every every week yeah so there's so tell us a little bit about how you differentiate between the work component and you know, the, like because again you're you're probably approaching it differently than you do your service in Rotary. A little, but 
But not a lot. I mean, to me, giving back and making a difference and making a change in the world, that was so important to me that that's become part of my life and my job. And I always appreciate that. And I, I work a ton of hours and lots of events. And when my kids were really little, you know, sometimes they would complain, where are you going, mom? What are you doing? And I'd always say, do you know what mom does? Yeah, you help people who are really sick. I'm like, yes. And they're like, okay, go do your job. And, I'll allow it. Yeah, yeah. Make make a change in the world, and that's just become ingrained with me. And I don't know that I could go to any other kind of job because it's it's wonderful to have that as part of your mission. It's just mission based work, and that's really what Rotary is all about too. Is that mission based work, the mission based volunteering? Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't get paid to do it, but it's building relationships, making a change in the world, trying to help somebody's life. Oh, Sue, that was such a fun episode. It, it was. really was. Yeah. Um, well, and it it hit home for me too. It was, sure. you know, something that spoke. It was near and dear to my heart as I had a family member who passed away from Alzheimer's, and so to just hear what the foundation itself is doing it was incredible. But to have Sue on and just speak to that, but then also, you're right. I mean, she's, she's literally enveloped in service. Um, and then ties, ties rotary into it as well. So, um, it was really cool to have her on here. So what are your thoughts? The component that always, that the reason why we asked the question was like how, and I wish we could have talked a little bit deeper into this, but as you guys know, it's a 45 minute long show and mm-hmm. you got to get into all the things, but, yeah. um, you know, I would have loved to ask her, like, how does it feel being compensated for serving? Like, cause it's, it's, do you get what I mean? Like, it's sure, <laughs> but at the same time, like that might be the greatest of all jobs is that you, you know, you find sh- something you're passionate about and, and you never work a day in your life. Right. right? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So she's succeeded in that. And maybe we model that and then. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I found well, that too. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for sure. But I think that there's something bigger and greater that you know what she's doing or what anybody's doing, where they're passionate about their projects, and then they get compensated for it. It's like you know, it's all going for the better. It's like for the better good. It truly, truly is. Well, and then you also see the necessity to join organizations like Rotary because you can only mm-hmm. do it just, I mean, such a no brainer. If I ran a nonprofit organization, pfft, Rotary is the biggest no brainer ever because you just put your nonprofit on steroids. I mean, right. just the levels of connections and people that care and have access to, I just think about this show, this show, yeah. you think about the folks that we've had on and who we will have on, that'll be exciting mm-hmm. to talk about in the next segment. And, um, you know, I just, I look at it and I'm like, wow, we've had some really, really, really big hitters yes, within Rotary. Within our first 10 episodes, we've had amazing, amazing guests. And, you know, so to kind of wrap it all up, we kind of, boom, 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 <laughs> to, that, you know, it's, it's such a cool accomplishment for um, Sue to, to balance that act and, you know, grateful to have her on and we'll definitely have her on again. For sure. And we will visit Lake Okoboji at some point. <laughs> we didn't forget, Sue. <laughs> All right. So in um, 
In this last section, before we talk about aspirations, we have our final clip. And I I did not get the date on this. So if you've got the date, that'd be great. December 12th. December 12th with Ed and Bruce of Braver Angels. Let's take a listen. Share your favorite thing about each other. (laughs) This is going to seem really strange, I suppose, but... Ed is, is, is spiritual in a way that I can identify with. <clears throat> and his relationship, he, he, when we first met, he sent me some literature about trees and how they operate and things like that. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And that just struck me as being really cool to have mm. somebody that – and remember, I'm, the, I'm conservative, so that's not necessarily my bailiwick. But <laughs> <laughs> it worked. And I and yeah. I've found every time we get together, and we get together socially once in a while, not often enough yet, but I'm working on it. Uh, and it's always exciting to hear what he has to say. Just, awesome. a, just a few seconds, Ed. What's your favorite thing about Bruce? Sharing my spirituality with Bruce. <laughs> it's a willing audience for once, you know. <laughs> I. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Joe with his hair like flopping because he's laughing that hard. But it is it was really great to have both Ed and Bruce on of Braver Angels and for somebody like I had mentioned on that show that does not strive to go into politics. <laughs> like I don't meaning I don't strive to like go into those conversations. I don't gravitate towards them. It's not um it's kind of my Achilles heel, if you will. So you just don't care. <laughs> maybe that's it too. But the the perspective of Braver Angels, and then having you know Bruce, who is the conservative point of view, and Ed, who is the not conservative point of view, <laughs> you can clearly tell and to just hear the perspective of like what do you love about each other it's great i just think that there was also something very special about that answer because it wasn't teed up like they didn't know about it they they were like Mm. if you notice bruce was very much like uh uh, searching for it but it i tell you what the answer was very genuine and special because Mm -hmm. you can disagree with somebody fundamentally on just about every single perspective and yet they found this commonality of their spirit, the way that they share their spirituality is, um, you know, common. And I think that that's sure it, it speaks to everybody that we all have something we have in common. It, we're not completely different from one another. And I would actually argue that we are more similar than we are different. And we mm. just love to amplify the differences because it makes us feel better. <laughs> yeah, very true. In a, in a world right now where everything seems to be a, a little bit more heated, it was it was great to just have them on and hear more about Braver Angels and the um, what they're doing to kind of achieve a little bit of peace between yeah. conservatives and liberals. Yeah, and for those that don't know uh, about Braver Angels, I mean, take a listen to the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, really quick, it's there are two two different one conservative, one um, liberal. liberal, and they they learn mm-hmm. how to like they teach people how to talk to each other. Essentially, how yeah, to ask and, the right questions, and they treat it like family counseling. I lo- I thought that that was. Brilliant, because it's totally like that. And then, you know, it popped into our heads like, ooh, Rotary needs some family counseling too sometimes. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And just genuinely be 
curious about people. That was one of my biggest takeaways yeah. is like how to be genuinely curious about people. And it just, it does actually boil down to asking the right questions. So it's hard to be adversarial <clears throat> when you're curious about somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For I, sure. I, I did like that. And I did appreciate them being on. I think that, uh, that was a, it was our, was that our first time having two guests on? Oh man. Like, yeah. Like some really quick kind reflection. of shared reflection before, <laughs> before we get into like the true reflective and looking forward into mm-hmm. 2023, you know, being on this show and having <laughs> different situations thrown at you, like, you know, at first it was, how do you interview a single person in studio? Okay. Yeah. We figured that out. Great. How do you do that now over the phone? Ooh little different you don't get yep. to you, it's a different vibe but it's still yeah. great and then the the ultimate like <laughs> curveball was two people with yes. 11 minute segments going okay how do how we do keep we get this their, going get both of them and their perspectives on a topic that <laughs> another really just wild and you well, know a topic that large we could topic. we could literally spend two hours on without even get, like oh yeah just without getting anywhere that's so, everyone who, that we've had on here <laughs> that's that's really true so excited to share our thoughts on the next segment though on what's to come thank you so much for tuning in to searching for service we're not done quite yet but we are brought to you by district 5950 and 5960 i'm kelly kirk and i'm joseph kirk see you on the flip side Welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Joseph Kirk. Welcome back, everybody. Excited to have you. Welcome back. And it is our last section. Of the year. Of the year. Ah! So let's make it a great one. <laughs> and as promised, we are we're going to dive into... A little bit more reflection because yeah. we've got the time to do it, but then talking about our dreams, goals, and aspirations for searching for service. All right, Kelly, what's what's been your biggest takeaway from this <clears throat> show? Well, <laughs> I actually wrote down two things. Um, I think the biggest thing is that there's been a, a constant revamp from one ap- episode to another. Which is going to continue to happen (laughs) because before we know it, we're going to have like three people in here and we're going to have to figure that out. Hopefully it doesn't actually come to that. But I think just keeping that revamp because we've started off really great, but I think that we can be greater. Well, we've been flexible. I think Mm -hmm. that that's the biggest thing with the show. Um, Our guests have been flexible. Yeah. Um, you know, AM950 has been flexible. They've been fantastic um, to work with. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's part of the journey, right? Like, and, <laughs> and what a journey it has been. And what an expected, unexpected journey. I mean, like we talked about in the first episode um, when we were introducing ourselves, you know, we kind of volunteered for this, not really knowing what to expect. <laughs> and, you know, candidly, I... I thought that this would be kind of something fun and different to do. And then, man, we've gotten into this and it's, it's pretty special. Um, it's, it's really special. And we've alluded to it in some of these last sections for this particular show today. But the guests that we have had on 
are nothing short of incredible yeah, for I mean, just individuals themselves, mm -hmm. but then their passion projects as well and how they serve in Rotary, what capacity that looks like. It's And being in a room with them or being on the phone with them and knowing that they are a phone call away too is <laughs> – there really is something special about that. So – and a commonality, I would say, amongst all of the guests that we've had, every single one of them, is they're all servant leaders. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really powerful because, you know, we get kind of locked into success in this world and drawn to it. And we forget that the real way to be successful is on the shoulders of everybody else, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it truly is when you're a servant leader, you not only get there faster – but people love you. You're not doing it in a manner in which makes people want to hate you mm -hmm. or leaves the world in a worse place than what it was in. So um, hats off to all of our guests. And, you know, we couldn't have done any of this without you. Um, I, I mean, if we're in a thank place, I mean, Lloyd Campbell and Dale Quigley, I mm -hmm. mean, thank you so much for this is your guys's brainchild. And you know, we just – all we had to do is say yes. <laughs> I mean, just say yes. <laughs> or have somebody raise your hand for you. <laughs> oh, whatever. No. Maybe somebody else say yes for you. <laughs> and AM 950 as yeah. well. I mean, they've, they have been incredible in their flexibility with our schedules and then, um, you know, what it has looked like for having – the guests on and incorporating the live. I don't know if we're live right now, but live and the technology yep. and you know, um, you know, we didn't get a soundbite from Brian Roche, but um, yeah, he uh, he was fantastic. He called in from overseas. That was amazing, and yeah, he, went he without was, a hitch too. Yeah, without <laughs> a hitch. So, well, really, shout out to Brian because yeah. we did not want to forget you, but that clip hadn't been posted yet. I don't believe. Yeah, right? that's all right. So. Yeah. You are not forgotten, my friend. Not at all. <laughs> so let's let's pivot really quick to, you know, what 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 was the biggest challenge for you with the show? Um having my own podcast where it's kind of a free form and then continuously doing that, right? Like I'm doing that on a week had been doing that on a weekly basis, then coming to this and having, you know, to the start, stop, start, stop. It's, it was a little bit of a mental, like, whew, got to figure that one out. Um, but now like in going to the free form, sometimes I'm like, oh, it would actually be nice to just do like a little bit of a pause here. Mm -hmm. But I think that that, and then, um, you know, there's research that goes into, who the guests are, because um, you can fly by the edge of your seat if you truly wish, but it it serves us so much better if we <laughs> do a little bit of research mm -hmm. on who the guests are, what are like, what is their purpose, what are they serving, and how that plays into Rotary as well, and then how can we intermingle that into some of our like staple questions as well. So, sure, and it also. You know, the research really drives a lot of the on-the-fly questions as as the sure. interview goes. I would say the thing that's been the most difficult for me has been learning how to 
extrapolate information concisely from people because like mm-hmm. in a in a free form uh, show, you, you know, you can kind of just meander and you kind of get there eventually, right? Yeah. Whereas we really don't have a whole lot of time to mess around. Like it's nice to it's nice to get a little bit of free free flow conversation, but we've got to be able to pivot and ask questions <laughs> that are so concise that we get an answer that our listeners find meaningful immediately. Yeah. Otherwise, they just turn it off, right? I mean, yeah. so so that challenge has been really fun to overcome, and I think that we get better every week. And mm-hmm. you know, I've been proud of you. You've been fantastic. You've been really kind of the um, the one leading all of this, and I'm I'm really. <laughs> That's not true, guys. Actually, Joe Joe is the the man behind the wheel for this specific episode and putting together all the clips and stuff. So you get a huge thank you for that because that was incredible oh thanks <laughs> Every, everybody, Are you on, everybody on this show now is like oh my god this must be what it's like when they're <laughs> no it's just very grateful for you as well so thank you for agreeing to do the show mm. and um being my ride or die co-host on it <sighs> well we couldn't have done it without one another so I think something else that I'd like to say, too, that I I think is important is that, you know, that this podcast has the capability to go international. I'm sorry, show. This show has the capability to go international. And I, you know, something that we talked about when you were putting together the clips is Green Lights mm-hmm. with Matthew McConaughey, his book. And if you have listened to that or read, read the book, um, we listen to Audible quite a bit, so yeah. that's where that comes from. But he alludes to well, being he, he goes. Yes. he's a youth exchange. Yeah, he had been a part of youth exchange through Rotary, and it's just tying that into this is really kind of cool. The youth exchange component too has been. It's it's so silly how many episodes it's come up on mm-hmm. where youth exchange. I mean, you heard it on Tom's Brian. Mm-hmm. You heard it. I mean, most of these people have either hosted some exposure to youth exchange or have done it themselves, and it just shows you the power of that um, mm-hmm. component of Rotary. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just pretty incredible. We'll start in in the coming year too we'll have a little bit we'll dive more into the youth exchange yeah, program so. and yeah. um have some guests on here so that they can speak a little bit more eloquently on it well speaking of 2023 do you have any goals and aspirations for this show keep revamping that's 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 what i wrote down joe <laughs> <laughs> how about you Goals for the show? Well, I think that we've done an amazing job of creating a nice base layer for the show. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of room to grow f- for not only in the structure and, and the way that we interview our guests, but I also think, and you know, it, our guests have really inspired this in me is. I truly do see this as an international show that's going to be yeah. very popular 
because it speaks to so many people. And it not only speaks to Rotarians, but it speaks to non-Rotarians. And that's something in 2023 that my goal is, is to have a few more non-Rotarians that can speak to, you know, what their experience is within um, service and what they look for, what we can learn as Rotarians to to be better. And, And then to also recruit people that, are not Rotarians that should be Rotarians. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, anybody that gets really exposed to Rotary immediately understands the value of Rotary. So that's my 2023 goal. Great end to our final episode. You're listening to Searching for Service. As a reminder, it's time to stop searching. And start serving. Happy 2023, baby. <laughs>